Okay, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Digital Careers Podcast. Um, today we're here with Dreyfus, um, and we are currently in Hong Kong. Welcome, Dreyfus. Hey, Harry. Um, Dreyfus is a Hong Kong-based DJ who grew up in New York City and studied at Central St. Martin's in London, graduating with a master's in graphic design. Last month, Dreyfus had a set at Open Flap 2023, which is considered the largest music festival in Hong Kong and one of the biggest in Asia. He was on the lineup with Arctic Monkeys, Wu-Tang Clan, and Bombay Bicycle Club, to name a few. In today's podcast, I'm going to be finding out about the creative scene in Hong Kong, um, particularly the music scene, how is Hong Kong different um, to the rest of the globe, what makes it unique, um, what's uh, what's it like growing up in New York City, and uh, what made... Uh, so Dreyfus moved to London and come back to Hong Kong and just find out more about that. And in, in this episode, you'll find uh, yeah, more about Dreyfus, where the best places to listen to live music are in Hong Kong, um, and maybe a bit of a history lesson on the DJ scene in New York and Hong Kong and bit of London as well. So yeah, I'm going into this episode. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go back to kind of your childhood growing up because um, you grew up in New York City. So um, were you like a creative creative kid, and were you always into music, or you kind of got into design early? Or um, yeah, I used to uh, I guess uh, draw and doodle a lot um, when I was younger. Um, so I think I always had that in me. Um, plus, maybe I wasn't really good at anything else. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I was always known to be a creative uh, creative kid uh, growing up when I was small. Um, Music-wise, I think that was pretty much mostly what I loved most. Um, I would listen to stuff um, my parents and uh, and eventually like some of the stuff that they listened to sort of grew on me um i think maybe the most influential thing might have been the midnight express soundtrack and that's i think that might have what catalog uh, was a catalyst of me getting into uh, i guess electronic music at, at the time when i was you know young so what age did you kind of get into mixing and that sort of thing because um yeah like was it quite young or maybe when you were a teenager um i I think i was still quite young um when i would go through my my parents music so uh, i think that soundtrack came out when i was i was still i think i was still pretty young i might have been around uh, i guess 11 maybe around 11 so so i I, it was still early i wasn't really you know categorizing what i was listening to yet but i just i found it really uh, interesting i i did listen to a lot of soundtracks on him so i was very into like john williams because it's star wars um and yeah i I mean also like i guess the fame soundtrack i mean so it's there's a lot of things that um that i would uh, I guess we listen to it, and that, that these are the things that actually I found I started to listen on my own. And, yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, and then did you kind of pursue graphic design first or DJing, would you say? Okay, so the DJ part actually came quite late. Um, I've always wanted to be one. Um, since I, you know, through the early age, I was I was uh, very into the whole dance culture, um, and and um, which is also something that wasn't, uh, I guess, our normal in for where I grew up. It, even though you you think of New York City as this place where, um, you know, I mean, yes, house music was a big thing. Uh, there and uh, but it was still a very small thing it wasn't it? like for for like I guess uh, if you're young and, and you didn't go clubbing and stuff so you, you wouldn't have heard you know these things I think um, I started getting interested mainly because I would come um, visit actually here in Hong Kong yeah I'd come so you, your parents are from Hong Kong um, well um, they're actually from Shanghai but we okay. we um, have uh, connections, you know, here. So I would come here um, on, in the summers uh, when I was younger. Yeah. And what really influenced me was that uh, at that time it was a British colony. So yep. they, they had so they had the uh, the British charts. Mm. And honestly, I would. Yeah, because it was uh, '97 that. Yeah, it was '97 when it, it changed over. So before that, it was still like the British colony. So. Okay. So yeah, there's a lot of influences, and I get here, and you know, listen to the British charts, and, and it was very different from what we had in the states. And I think I always wanted to be also, you know, different. I was always would buy these things from that were that was a hit in England and bring it back to the states. And, yeah. And, and I always, I always think I had that in me where I wanted to introduce different yeah. stuff. Yeah. Actually, um, that's uh quite common in a lot of like creative people I know like even in Perth we're like a very isolated city so maybe uh, for example there's a DJ um, that has like a European Greek background so he's trying to bring like the Greek Greek scene to Perth like have like a Greek event and like bring that sort of music there and he wants to make like a festival his own with like a European vibe and uh, even with my photography I'm kind of inspired by yeah like uh, directors like Wong Kar Wai here in Hong Kong or, um, and his films and sort of bring that style to, to Perth. So I think that's a common scene, like bringing uh, aspects of uh, creativity from different cultures like back home yeah. and like sharing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, that, I definitely think that's what, what yeah, that must be uh, something that's in our DNA that I think it's about like inspiration, yeah. like it's finding something that's different, like oh that's cool, yes. that's unique, like I want to share that with people. Yeah. That's kind of what creativity is about in a way. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, so for example, um, this is like later when I actually uh, ended up uh, going to London, uh, but the, it, one of the example is yeah, I brought back a drum bass or a jungle mixtape got it there and I brought it back to my uh, back to New York um, I mean it, there were people so listening did, did jungle it. start in uh, in London was it um, from what I well I discovered it okay, was, in yeah yeah I mean uh, um, 
I don't know the, the history of where it really did, but it, yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was in England anyway, okay. where it sort of developed and, and you know, started. Yeah. Um, so I brought back this uh, mixtape and, you know, I played it for my friends and, and uh, they were like mostly into hip hop at the time. And, and uh, one of my friends, like the first thing he, he asked me, like, do they, you know, they dance to this over there, you know? So, yeah. so yeah, so that's, I sort of had a kick uh, of just trying to, you know, um, just find things to bring back. And, and yeah. yeah. So what was their reaction when you sort of brought the jungle to the States? They were just like, like, they were just so out there for them that they were like yeah, surprised. That it's, it, it was really something, I mean, it's hard to believe um because it's actually you know for people that you know know his the history yeah i mean it, it it's influenced from stuff actually what from the states and you know the breakies but but it's 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 for them they were i guess for them they never heard anything like that they're you know they're basically listening to hip-hop and rock and okay, so, so that was back, so when you were in New York, it was like hip hop and rock, and that was kind of it. There wasn't much electronic, yeah. Stuff, I, mean, I guess they, like pre, like because the whole electronic scene, jungle scene, that's like that's the nineties. That's yeah, what I, I think yeah, it was being a nineties thing. Yeah, early to mid nineties. Um, yeah, it, it, and I mean, it did exist, you know. New York, there's a club scene. They're maybe old, a bit older, and and um, but. And um, I'm sorry. On top of that, I'm just thinking that was uh, is that pre-internet? So like you were literally bringing yes, the music yeah, over there, like exactly. you couldn't write. was very early. Yeah. Um. So yeah, my friends are not, and that's another thing. About so like bringing it. a CD over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, it was an interesting time actually. I mean, now, now this, you, you know, you can't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think that was in me. I liked, and I think that's another thing about wanting to be a DJ is to share. Yeah. Also, it's a bit ideal, but you want to share new music with people. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, that's something I, I, I was always interested in. Um, granted, it, it and the reason why it took me so long, really, is also because it's it's um, very different to be a DJ back then than, than it is now. Whereas back then, it was an actual an actual investment because um, you didn't get there is no free music. <laughs> you actually had to buy turntables. Yeah. You had to buy you know al uh, al albums. Uh, you know, and. Um, it, it, I mean, it really was an investment. I mean, if, if you didn't, usually if you're a kid, you're listening to maybe like take cassettes and CDs. So, you know, I, I was spending my money. And you're buying, listening to like one, you just had that one album. And if you wanted like some new music, you got to like yeah, buy all that album. Yeah, you really had to buy the singles, everything. So actually you had to spend money to actually be a DJ. <laughs> So that's why, it, it, you know, it's not like, oh, I can now, I mean, I have my computer, I can just be a DJ right away. Yeah. No. Um, so, yeah, it's very different. Um, mm. I, I mean, it's, I also miss the fact where there are tracks that that you couldn't 
actually get a uh, you couldn't even get like there's you know there are tracks that are really great and you you actually wouldn't even be able to get them at, at the yeah like a rare yeah. rare track i think i think uh i'm sure there's tracks like that that still exist that maybe not even on the internet and you have to like go digging for them yeah um one of, one of my favorite uh producers is madlib i think he's from American he yeah like I just remember his uh his music he just would find like the rarest most random sounds and like mix it yeah and he that's how he would create something like really unique yeah 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 no he's yeah he's yeah I love that really so um yeah I mean you know it's that uh, were you hopping from uh London where you were studying kind of graphic design and then back to New York or were you like living completely in London for years? Um, so uh, the time I was in London was uh, um, between 94 and 96. So um, I, at that time, I, so I decided to go back to school uh, and get, a, uh, I guess, a master's in it um, because um, um, I had to uh, learn how to actually um, yeah, I used uh, the computer at the, you know, Oh yeah, because um, you know I graduated when when at, at that before like, the computer came into into the design world, or like after you graduated. I'm sorry, pardon? so like when when you graduated, were computers uh, like yeah. a part of the whole design exactly, scene? Yeah. Or? So it was basically right when I graduated, it was it was happening. Oh, but okay. Unfortunately, gotcha. um, where I where I went to university and got my um, undergraduate uh, i was still taught how to do basically print stuff so i wasn't uh you know i had no on hand basically did not know wow. how to use a, a, a graphics on a computer yet so uh yeah so i was just i was in that little area of time where um where basically yeah so i couldn't get it i i couldn't really find a job okay so job, yeah. you were probably in like one of the worst times to graduate yeah. ever because like you were just in the like the original world of graphic design which is like pen and paper and i don't printing, know yeah printing printing and yeah. uh <laughs> and then i just shifted to all digital so yeah it was happening that, so and since i didn't go to a, an actual art school at the time uh, i was doing an art program in my, uh, I guess, um, Long Island University, which wasn't, you know, I wouldn't yeah. say like up to date, you know? So yeah, I was stuck there. So did that really kind of stop you up? Just graduating in that time? Like when you graduated, it was all on computers and then all the jobs, they wanted someone with yeah. computer experience. So it was like, was yeah, it, it was it, difficult. It was literally like that. They, every job wanted knowledge uh, of uh, being able to use a computer. Which makes sense, obviously. It's just my it was my bad luck. So it's actually turned into you know I think everything happens for a reason. They got gave it gave me the chance to go to London, right? So which actually oh, okay. wanted to do. Um, I think. Oh, so that this uh, was this wasn't your masters. This was your bachelor's. Yeah, undergrad. undergrad. Oh, in uh, yeah. in New York, and yes, then yes, and then you went to London, and then you could learn so, how to use the computer. Yes, and I could learn. Yeah, but um. I mean, the thing with that is, I, I mean, I tell this to everyone, like, since I was so into pop culture and, and, you know, I mean, for me, London was sort of a mecca because 
you know, that's where all the stuff is coming from. Where you know, um, like because uh, I know music this uh, festival. Shout out to Grace Grace Lamb uh, yeah. who set up this interview because Grace she also studied at St. Martin's. Yeah, um, and she yeah like was working at Vogue and everything. So that like London's obviously where the old fashioned scene is and. Um, what else is London known for in the creative scene? Would you say? Well, these days or back then? I mean, just yeah, maybe back then, but then also today, because I know fashion is like the number one thing, but I'm sure there's other. Oh, I, I, I think uh, a lot of pop culture comes from London. Oh yeah, I like mean, music. A, yeah, I mean, for me personally, it was the mecca of just where all the the music was coming from. Like even like yeah, rock and roll. Um, at the time, uh, I was more uh, in, you know, I guess the dance culture. So like electronic. So yeah, electronic. So for me, it really was that was where everything was happening, like the clubs and, and the DJs. They're all. I mean, I'm not. It was. I'm not saying that it was. It all came from there, but it was just there that they were embracing it. Whereas yeah. Know, like that was was it very like underground at the time? Yeah, like yeah, the whole I mean, electronic and um, the whole thing was like you know they had you know the pirate rate pirate radio stations everything. It just for me this was like I needed to you know get there somehow. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and like like we mentioned before, there was no internet, right? So all all I had was like. Face the face magazine or all these magazines I was reading. Up yeah, that's all I had. And um, coming here in the summer, uh, picking up music that was from their, you know, from the the the, the charts, and um, I was able to get, um, um, I guess, music from that were imported from from England, you know, which I couldn't get in this in in the states. And yeah. So it just, yeah, it was just, you uh, know, and. and and also for the graphics, it was uh, some of my uh, graphic, you know, designer heroes are from there. So there's one uh, guy called uh, Neville Brody, who was like, he's just for me, was like, um, yeah, I, it just, you know, it, just, it, it changed the way uh, so do, graphics Do you think uh, even back then it was like, a, it was a creative hub of the world in a way? If, yeah, it was totally different. Like, I mean, I feel, I feel New York. Or America was more, still more commercial, very commercial. They would teach because, like now, New York, I'd say, is known as a creative hub. With, well, in terms of like tech and like Silicon Valley and yeah. all of that, and with the introduction of Apple and uh, how like design focused that is, mm. like now it is. But maybe back then it wasn't. I, I think um, I think New York always will be like. You know, one of the top places. It's just that um, I think it, it it might be a little bit of the grass is greener at the time, but also I feel that it's it's a different outlook of stuff. I mean, mm. they 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 I, I for me personally, I feel the states are very good for uh, being technical at stuff. Very good technically. Yeah, tech hub, yeah. Um, you know they, but like at the time, like the creative part, though, I think was just. What, they didn't. Better. They didn't uh, value creativity too much in the industry, or I think not as much. Not as much. Mm -hmm. I, like, at the, if I had a chance to go to one of the uh, the schools in in New York, like Parsons or or Pratt, 
which are really good schools. And I had a chance to go to St. Martin's. Of course, I would go to mm. just want to go to St. Martin's, or you know, uh, I just felt the way they, um, maybe the thinking or the creativity mm. at that time was just way, way like more forward thinking yeah. in in London. Yeah, and um, and then also you're young, so. You know, you're, you, did you, did you have that more, thing where you just wanted to kind of get out of your own city? And yeah, yeah, a bit of that as well, you know. Because um, I, I think uh, just from being in Perth, like, again, like quite an isolated city and a lot of my friends were just like, okay, we're going to get out of this city. Yeah. But then meeting other people from London and they're like, they want to get out of their city. Well, and I'm like, that's dude, like, you live in London. Like, that's yeah. like, even New York. Like, yeah, maybe it's not so much... Uh, Maybe it's just something that every person or every creative person has, like, or a young person, like, you just want to get out of your city and experience something else. Yeah. So it's I mean, kind of like, it doesn't really matter where you live so much. I think so. I mean, that's, uh, like, yeah, the, the grass is always green. Or, yeah. But um, I, that's what I found out, though. It's like, so when I did end up with, uh, when I was in London, and then I, I met my friends that were in, in in uh, my classes and you, you tell them you're from New York they'd be like oh you know, yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah, so yeah. It's, it really was like the uh just the opposite and and honestly like when I went back to New York and I got my first job it I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie it just the fact that I went to school in London made such Don't a you. big deal made such a, a yeah actually, okay that's interesting a huge difference like and I, I pretty much got hired right away. Well, because that. that's something even recently people have been talking about on my podcast. Like as an artist, they're like, once you exhibit in another part of the world and you come back, then they're like, oh, wow, you like you exhibited in uh, London, you exhibited in New York. So yeah. what? Uh, this is kind of like maybe partly why I'm, I'm traveling right now. Right, like, right. Well, yeah, I did some interviews in Hong Kong. Like, I don't even care like, who I interviewed or like, Japan. <laughs> And then you come back and they're like, oh, wow, you like did all this stuff in like another country and they, you just get more respect because you've done stuff internationally. Yeah. Um, and it's it's very silly, but it's true. Um, Music-wise, there's a lot of um, bands from the States that in or, or, or the other way around where there are bands from the States that actually had to go to europe or somewhere and get known there and then come back and become stars yeah, Whereas, yeah. And, 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 and of course i think every band from everywhere else wants to make in the states and then, then they become you know so i think it's interesting like, yeah. so it's not even like i thought that was a perfect thing just again like being in this uh isolated city but it's actually it seems like it's a worldwide thing like people just respect you more as an artist if you've done stuff internationally it doesn't even matter necessarily what it was but if, if you're a musician and you like played a gig in overseas and you came back and like oh well you did a tour <laughs> or like if you're a photographer and you had like a little mini art gallery exhibition oh well you exhibited in tokyo man like yeah oh. yeah i'm pretty sure I'm, I'm sure like it's kind of just like smoke and mirrors partly yeah. i mean i think yeah you also like i mean now like you hear stories uh, say a club, you know, hires this guy to 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 play, and and he happens to even live from another live or 
moved from another city, you know, they maybe write in brackets his his city. Yeah. And, and, you know. Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. When because uh, yeah, when DJs come and play in Perth, yeah. they put like a little in brackets like UK, <laughs> and it it does make honestly like as a consumer, it doesn't make me want to go and see them more because it's like. <laughs> It's it's that unique aspect, like maybe they have a different sound from a different place, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's that it's like I, I want to hear something unique, like from a different part of the world. It's more interesting. Yeah. So it it makes sense. Yeah. But it, yeah, but it's true. It, a lot of it could be smoke and mirrors as well. I mean, the guy might just have been there for a month or something. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Like I'm thinking, like I should have had like a little tiny little exhibition in a cafe, and like, oh, yeah, guess what? Yeah. I exhibited Hong Kong. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, totally. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, I guess how the world works. Uh, I, I think now maybe. So imagine what it might have been like before the internet. It might have been even must have been even more. Uh, crazy oh yeah, I guess so. Well. Yeah, I mean, does that do you think uh, there's more? There was more hype uh, pre-internet for international acts, or um, so? Okay, so actually, I this is what I I sort of feel that um, is is like um, actually before the internet uh, internet like I would you would see a diff you would actually for me like see a difference between like for example graphics right so like I said I I really looked up to the stuff that was coming out of England you know. And also Tokyo, right? So these were like the for me like these were the cities that like oh this you know I look for graphics they're great, and um, and I feel it, it sort of was because uh, at that time before the internet you know um, you, a lot of people didn't actually see what was happening you know you really had to be really into it to to look well, like to, magazines to look, yeah and. And books and stuff, or even go there and, and um, there was so much. I still feel there's so much good stuff that was coming out of England, like just because yeah. there was a big uh, connection with music, and I feel that's such a yeah, like deal, you know? London was a huge yeah. influence on the music scene. I think uh, I just know punk yeah. came from London, uh, and punk that whole punk movement just influenced like worldwide. Yeah. Uh, and even the fashion scene, there's uh, the brand Vivian Westwood, yeah, yeah. and uh, that was all. All that fashion is influenced from punk. Like, yeah. it's interesting how different, uh, like niches in the creative world, like tie into each other. Yeah. Um, what What else came from, like London? Any other like so, genres that are? Well, okay. So it's, I guess to continue, like I, you take an example. There was this. Um, I guess everyone knows the. These guys, the designers are public. Um, they're these designers that like borrowed from, I guess, Japanese Japan. They were like, you know, they did a lot of flyers at the time. They did a lot of like uh, record covers, and they had a very unique style, even though yep. they were borrowed from Japan. So, and the thing is, like, um, I feel like so when the internet started happening. Uh, you could see like more people were seeing like stuff, seeing their work, 
And of course, what happens, you get a lot of saturations of people started, not, I wouldn't say imitating, but influenced. Their, you know, a lot of stuff was like influenced from what they were doing. And I'm just using this as, as an example. Yeah. Um, so I feel like what the internet did for, for design and maybe music is basically, I think before that, there was like really high end great stuff that everyone was like, oh, this is so good. Like, you know, like it was on a pedestal. Worship. And there was very shitty stuff as well, right? And yeah, a few mediocre things. But I feel what the internet happened, what the internet did is since you're exposed to a lot of the good stuff now, a lot of people could were influenced, mm. you know? So a lot of, I think the, the two the two things sort of like, how do I say, like uh, sort of smashed together. So there's these, so like so a lot of, you mean you're seeing good stuff and you're seeing shit so stuff. yeah so there's so that that level of really great stuff really shitty stuff sort of like sort of started becoming uh, you saw more like really sort of okay very good media, oh, not okay. mediocre but like it came with social media you're like almost seeing, the same yeah it's yeah like, you're seeing it. yeah so it just thought things so everything was good I, I you know everything was all of a sudden good like good they're oh it's okay you know what i mean and and, and do you think an example really top of, stuff and really yeah yeah you know would, would an example be say like before the internet it was all like magazines and books and like the good stuff actually made it in the magazine and made it in the books and yeah i just think i think it's just what it was is people uh, didn't get to see it as much so you really uh so there's fewer, I guess maybe there are fewer people that were doing this really good stuff. Yeah. And the people that didn't see it were doing really bad stuff, like this, you yeah. know. Uh, okay, so pre-internet, um, yeah. was it, I guess it was harder to get? So I feel, like, yeah. So that's so, yeah. Good, good design or? So, I, so what I felt, and I uh, was basically pre-internet, it's, uh, it was uh, basically what we were, uh, what we were exposed, what people were exposed to. So if you were stuck uh, in New York, even though New York has, you know, is known for great design, but maybe it's more great, you know, main, for me it would have been great, you know, mainstream design, like, um, you know. Um, the average person with no internet wouldn't know what was happening in London or what, wouldn't know yeah, what was happening true. in yeah. other cities, right? Yeah. So, um, I, you know, I feel I was very lucky because, uh, I, uh, you know, one of my teacher assistants um, one day, you know, I had that same mindset. I guess when I started graphics, I thought like we were just, just going to, you know, design menus and, you know. Um, and she gave me... Uh, this book by this guy, um, designer from England, uh, called, uh, named, uh, Neville Brody, who's, I don't know, for me, he's, he's like, just, it was, it just actually changed my whole view on, on how I viewed design, uh, because all of a sudden, I saw that, you know, he was, uh, uh, he was into type topography, so he was the guy that, um, 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 he designed, he was, I think, the designer for the Face magazine. Mm -hmm. So he actually came up with the the font for the, font for the Face magazine. So 
it just opened up a lot of stuff for me and then and uh, then i saw the connection with with uh graphics and music and since music was such a you know big love i always had seen like the, the covers for and maybe flyers for dance uh, music and it just um so i saw that connection and um all of a sudden it's not uh, design wasn't about just designing menus blah 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 but it was actually very creative mm. yeah um i just had a thought which was um because london had such an influence on the electronic music scene and then i think and correct me if i'm wrong uh london had a lot of influence from like american hip-hop so they kind of created their own style which is grime which is for me it's like this blend of hip-hop and electronic music uh, artists like Wiley um, kind of started that. Was that was that in the 90s that that was happening or so, early um, 2000s? That was, uh, so Grime actually came out of uh, UK Garage. Uh, from This is from what I, what, you know, what I, uh, so, uh, which was, uh, which I remember when this happened, um, uh, it's a whole movement that happened in the in the beginning, which they started calling Speed Garage, which it took American garage music or and, and like, it sped it up. When I think of garage music, I think of like oh, oh, rock, or... rock, rock. So no, uh, so yeah, that's also um, so yeah. There's another uh, uh, in dance elements. It's 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 like a sort of it's a, a, um, a sort of a house. Uh, it's a, a, a a genre of house music. So garage music. Maybe Another I part think of it's house, a bit yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's a part of the house music, which is like uh, more vocal, and, and I think it came out of uh, New Jersey or something. But anyway, but you know, what's sorry, uh, another random, so many, yeah, there's so another many. random thought like, okay, we have house music, yeah. garage music, yeah. bedroom music. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, it, it's so many terms, you know. But the thing is, like, another thing is, like, what was for me. Uh, and it hasn't happened for a while now. It's like there's so many of these genres that are coming out of London, like drum and bass, right? And then drum and bass, and then there was the UK garage, grime. All this, like, just was, you know, uh, coming out. And even before that, they had like you know trip hop, you know, from from, and and. I've never heard of trip hop. Oh really? Really? So that is basically. Um, I think the easiest thing, this easiest description of it is it, it's in, uh, instrumental hip hop, I guess, oh, okay. which is maybe slowed, uh, not always slowed down, but it, it I mean, yeah, you must have heard of uh, Massive Attack or Portishead, yeah. or, or Portishead. I think they hate that term, but that's pretty much what it, what it, okay. what, what, where the term came from. Um, Mo Wax Records actually, they they actually were a big thing. Um, so like all these uh, genres were coming out of London, so it yeah, was like they were all coming out of London. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, and were you playing like were you DJing in London when you were studying? Um, yeah. No, not I still hadn't yet. Um, I, I met that's finally I met friends that were, and I was starting to learn. Oh, okay, which was great. But um, I still wasn't like playing out yet. I was just, you know, um, but that's where uh, I was 
basically just into, you know, I was there really just enjoying music. I think, um, I think my the first reason I chose London to, to go back to school wasn't really to go to school. It was more to, to go out and, go, and yeah. experience the music. Clubbing, yeah. Yeah. And it was really a great time. Uh, that time was a great time for... The 90s. Uh, yeah. Damn, that yeah, was, was like... really good, good time. That's like the dream era. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, How yeah. does... Uh, well, when... Have you been back to London recently? Uh, I Yeah, no, I haven't. I think the last time I went there... And it, it's changed. Even after I left and I, I went back there... Uh, years later it, it, it had already seemed to change a bit where um, it just I don't know it just wasn't the same it just really didn't feel the same anymore in what way um, first of all they it's it's funny but the big sign was one of the radio stations they had they, they it wasn't there anymore and, and it was I think it was kiss FM which is a really big dance uh, big station that had like a lot of you know dance and stuff and that was um i think that was gone and oh, yeah well, well i was just thinking that like radio that was a big part of music and now yeah. with streaming services yeah, yeah. it's oh, all right. like spotify like, i don't even listen to yeah radio no uh well that's uh i, I listen to uh soundcloud mixes mm-hmm. but not yeah not radio well that's the thing i but that's also the, uh, was I in the States, I never hardly listened to radio. It's just that was what was great about London is because on radio they actually played underground music, you know, or dance music or the music that, you know. I feel like SoundCloud is now the new radio. Yeah, that is the new radio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, things move on, you know. But the thing is, like, it didn't die because of the internet. That's the problem. That, that's why uh, I, it was pretty sad. It just was more like what was happening with the city. I think it's like it was changing a bit, you know. And um, and right now, even with the the music scene, like I said, they they were coming up with all these different genres, these fresh genres. Yeah. And there hasn't been anything. There's been a lot of resurgences, like cycles. Yeah. yeah but yeah. there hasn't been anything really new. Well. Not that That's I know the of thing anymore. with uh, creativity and inspiration is like mm. that inspiration comes from somewhere. So mm. in a way, everything's always recycled. We're taking like bits from, I don't know who who was uh, saying it. I think it was uh, actually, it was one of the people you posted mm. on your... It, it was a Japanese musician who passed away recently. Oh yes, uh, Ryuki Sasamoto. Yeah, Ryuki. Yeah. So Ryuki was, yeah. I think it was he was saying that everything yeah. is kind of like recycled in yeah. inspiration. Um, but um, are you saying that it's uh, there's not a lot of new stuff out of? So um, yeah, I think. Um, so even, well, okay, so, the, uh, yeah, I, I mean, whereas, like, even though the stuff is influenced by others, like, like say, there was drum and bass, and there was UK garages, even this uh, dub, you know, dubstep, uh, before it turned into, I don't know, <laughs> but, yeah, um, sure. original, original <laughs> dubstep, right? The original dubstep that came out of England, 
Um, and oh, then, yeah. and then, is, um, what what uh, yeah, what year was dubstep? That might have been early two thousand. I was just, when I think of dubstep, I just think of Skrillex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it was before Skrillex. Uh, Skrillex. Modern I want to say ruin it, but before he that type of dubstep, it was more. It's very different. It was very. Um, I wouldn't say more mellow, but it was. It didn't have that. Uh, ang- it didn't have that like that big. You know, Do you think dubstep is like the modern? Or, I wouldn't say because it's it's been around for like uh, quite a few years now. Yeah. Would you say it was the new punk? I. Or is that it, too too much? It might have. It might have been. Because you know how yeah. everything's recycled, yeah, like punk. Yeah, yeah. Punk was probably. I, I something say, else before I think punk, for, but. I, I, just, I think for the Ameri- Americans, it might have been because, like they, I think the reason, like the the Skrillex type dubstep, basically, made. I don't know if the the Americans turned it like took dubstep and turned it into that, or, or they like that style and then went with it you know um but yeah i mean it might have been in a sense for america because like all of a sudden america is very into uh dance music now and and that might have been one of the early catalysts for the u.s Mm -hmm. i remember once america oh okay so yes um I think it started around when the Prodigy had that album. That was very yeah. aggressive, yeah, 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 okay, right? Okay. And then, and then all of a sudden you heard the term electronica come out. Yeah. And and the and before that, and you knew that okay, it hit America because they they made a term for it. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I remember before uh, that happened, anything electronic, they would say, "Oh, it's techno." It's techno. It has yeah. It's just techno. They had no. Sense of anything, so I think it was around that time the Prodigy came out with that, um, with, uh, that that um, smack my bitch up that album, and then it really that's when America and you know America's always into rock, right? So yeah. they always like that aggressive type of sound. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, definitely uh, dubstep. I think might have you know you know how helped it you know help this whole catalyst EDM thing yeah and uh then what happened kind of after you graduated and got your master's uh, in graphic design from London did you work in London or did you go back to the US I think you mentioned you went back to the US yeah so I wanted to stay in London I really wanted to stay but um uh, my visa like basically Expired. Only lasted until I finished uh, school, um, so I did end up going back to New York. And it, so this is yeah the this part of the story. I guess it's also uh, the serendipitous side. It's the, where so I was in New York and I was sort of just I wasn't really actively looking for a job. Yet. I was like sort of hanging out for a while. Um, and then um, my course actually. Uh, just was doing a New York trip, and some of my classmates decided we was gonna, you know, come with them. Yeah. So, and they were gonna go visit a lot of the studios in New York. So I was like, oh yeah, I might as well join them, you know, and see uh, if I can meet. So my initial thought was like, oh, I I go to you know 
to maybe see one of the, the really design studios and, and maybe, you know, get a job there. Cause that's, my thinking was pretty much, I still want to be like this designer that did yeah. really good, cool design and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I went to you know, around and finally, um, there was this morning meeting with this, uh, uh, this uh, company that was uh, a web development company. So this is very early and I, I was actually not interested because I had already checked out the internet and it was crap. It was like, it, it was very early days. Day. So there was no design in there really. It was just really, literally crap. It was the programmers basically designing whatever was on there. Oh, okay. So I was like, nope, I'm not interested. Uh, it's, it, it's in the morning. I'm not going to go. I'll meet you guys for lunch. Yeah. And I had one friend that was like, no, 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 just come. You should just go, like, see what it is, right? So we go, and, uh, yeah, was, we go and have, like, uh, it turned, you know, this really nice space down in, 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 uh, in Broadway, I guess, which turned out to be, the at that time, the internet hub that was happening. Oh, really? Like, oh. it was called um, uh, Silicon, uh, uh, Silicon Alley, you know? Oh, okay. Um, so all the startups were happening. And I was like, oh, okay, it's cool. This guy had like this big, you know, it was a big empty studio, whatever. And yeah, it was, it was pretty nice. But still, I was like, you know, I, I checked out the stuff and I was not really that interested. And I was like, we finished the thing and we were going to leave. And then they, they were like, oh, does anyone want to, you know, stay in and ask questions, you know, or, or you know, give, con give their contact or whatever. And I was not, I was like, now nah, I'm going to go. And my, my friend, you know, I got to thank her for, you know, saying, no, no, why not? And like, just go and just give your stuff and see, you know, uh, you know, what happened, what will happen. And so I go, and like I said, I think I mentioned this before, for all right, they, they, once the, um, the fact that, that I was uh, in school in London, in St. Oh, yeah. they were already, like, oh, cool. You got that on your resume. Like, very, like, oh, you know. And, but also that, I mean, St. Martin's, just, I didn't know about it until I met Grace Lamb, and then once I kind of knew about it, and I interviewed, say, the one of the designers in at Tokyo Fashion Week, she was like, "Oh yeah, I studied at Saint, uh, Saint Martin. You studied there, and there's yeah. another guest I'm going to interview that also studied there." I'm like, "Okay, what is this place? It seems to be the, the I mean, spot." It is a good. It is a good school. I mean, it's more maybe more known for fashion. A lot of big fashion people came out of there. Yeah. But it, I mean, yeah. It, was it, do you think it, it was so much? Was it the name of the school? Or was it the fact that you studied in London? It's the it's also the yeah. It's both the okay, name, both, the name yeah. and I studied and being in London basically yeah. at that time. So that's yeah one of those things. So uh, so I was like, so they're already like, you know, uh, impressed. And, yeah. Uh, or <laughs> well, what yeah. about your work as well? I'm sure. Yeah, they they, they they. I don't. They hardly <laughs> they didn't. They, yeah, I had some stuff they looked at, but I think it, they were already already um, sold. Sold if 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 I wanted. And, and yeah, so I I got the uh, job on, on the, pretty much on the spot, and then I and then when that happens, and all of a sudden you, you might think these different. Like you know, okay, it's my first job, right? So how, I might as well, you know, go ahead and do it. Me being this person that has no forevision, I had no idea about how big the it's so hard for people to hear this now, right? If I say, oh, I had no idea how big it was. Yeah. Hard. But 
seriously that's that, that that's how like how it was because i was still in that mode like i want to design i want to yeah. be this you know a real design studio you know yeah so so was the internet kind of like this viewed as this like tacky thing it was at that time there was yeah it was just no yeah there's nothing nothing that as was designer, showing how there was nothing as a designer like uh, there's nothing about it that would that would want if you wanted to, to design stuff right there's nothing there that would want but uh you know what how it turned out actually was that um the incident turned that, out to be something that yeah, was <laughs> but the thing was it, it actually did turn out to be so what was happening was i was uh, that first wave of actual designers that got hired so i you know you find this out later i was part of that first wave of um design school designers that got hired okay and yeah and it turned out to be that you know a very uh, obviously yeah it is yeah a big thing but what was happened was that there was uh, um it was a very at, at that point it was a very close-knit uh group of us um, because we started designing, we started doing our own websites, and we started um, getting to know each other through through our design on on the web. You know. So, so would you say you're one of like the earliest web designers? Yeah, I mean, I I could claim. Yeah, we were. We, uh, yeah. It really was. Uh, I was in that first wave of guys, and and we. Um, if you look back at books. I actually have books of stuff of all of us, you know, because there were only a handful of us at that time. And we were not competing. It was a friendly competition. We all were trying to design uh, stuff on, you know, on, in this in this field, you know. Um, it's a very different way of thinking. Like now when you look at, 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 at the web, it's very user-friendly. I mean, clean. That's But I think... When we started, we, we were still trying to, people had to be impressed with the website. So there was all this animation oh. and all this stuff going on in the beginning. I mean, I don't know if you can remember that, but yeah, there's a lot of, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, at that time, you wanted to attract people to, to go on their site. So you were doing all this fancy stuff, which is, you know, you look back, it's sort of a waste of time. Mm -hmm. No one wants to do that anymore. Yeah. 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 I'm just thinking of like the Windows 95, the little icons and the little moving flipboard flip, yeah, that little flip thing. And it's like, thing, oh, hey, yeah. how's it going? It's just like, go away. Nobody, nobody yeah. cares. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, now everything's about simplicity. Oh, yeah. In, it's very simple now. On yeah. the web. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, in fact, um, yeah, they even got rid of all the animation. Uh, um, stuff now you know it's not it's pointless there's no use for it anymore yeah but um yeah but at the time yeah it was it was it was good where is it we had a, like a very small like, uh, design community that we're and working with with uh, that shift uh with the internet and computers how did that change the music scene i mean as someone who's a dj yeah. were you mixing with uh like vinyls before and then yeah yeah so and um i stuck with vinyl like uh until until i couldn't anymore 
um, when when basically the clubs just kept their uh, turntable in such bad condition that I had to um, force. Man, you were in a crazy to, shift, like with design and DJ, yeah, with the with the internet, like <laughs> yeah, kind of. I got a chance. I don't know if it's unfortunate everything. or I mean difficult. I, I look at it as fortunate because I you know, now looking back, I'm, you know. I'm, Obviously, I'm okay, and, and now I can look at it as like, oh, this is great. I get to experience every, you know, all this. You know, I got to be able to experience everything. So I don't, I don't take yeah. anything for granted, really. You know, I could still complain about all this new stuff and how. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was definitely, yeah, just like a a time of change in yeah. in both industries. Well. Yeah. yeah, like the internet definitely changed the whole, I think probably influenced every creative industry. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I guess you had to learn how to design with a computer and then you had to learn how to oh, DJ yeah. with a computer and source music with the computer. Yeah. I was, mean, it, was uh, it frustrating? Uh, DJing, learning actually the, the, the DJ part, learning is actually much, much, much easier now. I mean... Um, do you you've got like mixers. decks now obviously those the yeah I, I mean i still have my turntables and, and mixer at home i i, I don't really um have a, like have a controller or anything i know how to use one um, yeah but but um were you I mean, my um, back's in better shape now yeah. i don't have to carry any any records in oh yeah. yeah so yeah do you like back then, did you have stacks of vinyls? Yeah. You still, still have those? I or? still have all my vinyl. Okay. Yeah, I still have. Yeah. Luckily, a lot of it isn't too dated. So I have a lot of stuff that actually still sound, sound okay. You know, like I, I think when I moved on to digital, that's when the music was a bit more disposable. Yeah. So that's another thing about what's happening with music, like with design, the same thing. I think music is, is a lot more disposable now. Um, yeah. Yeah, the quality has, has gone very more mid rather than high and low. I yeah. Um, I think if we look at like contemporary modern music now, yeah. um, I don't know if you have a TikTok account, but like TikTok is probably the number one influence in music today. I, uh, yeah, it's crazy when I hear us. Like TikTok, like, I don't think TikTok works in Hong Kong. No, it doesn't. But we have enough like a lot Other of people apps. just like repost a lot of it on yeah. IG or whatever. So I, I, all the viral ones, I, I think I, get, I still get to see. So basically, all the really bad stuff I still get to see. And for me, I still can't get over. Like if I'm out and I hear a DJ play this song, I'm like, and I, I recognize it like hey, this is as a TikTok song. Yeah, yeah. So I'm still a little like, uh, well, like, the, the if you go on Spotify, there's yeah. like the TikTok playlist is like the number oh, one yeah. thing. Yeah. And uh, what's what else is super interesting is because of the commercial rides for music on uh -huh. TikTok. Yeah. They uh, people create like a fast forwarded version of yeah, the song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, and that's why everything is always sped up. Right? Yeah. So. <laughs> Ah, see. Um, and then the artist, what the artist does is like they, I think they buy that or they claim that fast forwarded version now. Yeah. And then now that's the song on Spotify. So it's it's like this game of cat and mouse between 
these creators on TikTok who are like changing or like mixing their own version of the track, and then yeah. the artist like buys it back, and then it's uh, and it's all because of the instrumental like that. Whereas probably back in the day, I don't know if this is true, but would you have a, a viral song that would last like maybe a month or or maybe it even lasts like a year? I don't know. Yeah. But now it's like the song just comes and goes. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, is that yeah, what it's, it's like? Or? It's, yeah, it's crazy. I, yeah, I didn't realize. I thought the sped up thing is just a, a trend, but I, you know, I didn't realize it was because of the licensing, actually. Yeah. But it's funny how it's true. The sped up thing has become a thing now. Like, it, it's in like an, almost like a genre it's in itself. Like, I guess a, a TikTok genre of like finding songs to speed it up. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's, I think that's one. I'm pretty open to a lot of, like, I try to be open to a lot of things, and I have, but I don't think I could ever, like, I sort of still will cringe if I hear a DJ play a, tick, a song that, like, a TikTok. Like, a lot of these songs I've never even heard the full version of, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, but it's, like, very weird when I finally hear it and, like, actually hear, like, Full version of that song. Yeah. And but what else is interesting with uh, TikTok is you do find a lot of old kind of classic songs. Yeah. And like now they're becoming popular again because of. Yeah, that's the thing. So, and it, well, this wasn't because of TikTok, but because of the Stranger Things. So that Kate Bush song, right? Mm, yeah. I, I mean, for me, I love that. I actually had that when I grew up. I was, oh, know, really? I just, it's yeah, not a I new song? I thought song. it was new. <laughs> oh, the Kate Bush thing. Yeah. No, 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 it's from the 80s. Actually. Wow. It's a great song, though. So um, so for me, yeah, it's great to see it uh, getting big and stuff. Um, but then again, the other aspect of it, like now, you know, it sucks that... Um, that, you know, I don't want to get sick of it either. You know, it's just a great song, but it, now you hear it so much, you know, you don't want to, I don't want to actually get tired of it. Um, and then, yeah, so yeah, a lot of songs I, 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 I are, you know, from back in the, like, even the 80s that are being re regurgitated, like, re, you know, it's funny, uh, yeah, it's funny for me to see, you know. Because I, I feel like, pre-internet uh, when music wasn't so accessible people would like you know buy the vinyl or tape or CD and like put it on and like actually sit and listen to the album yeah uh, but now I don't know people people don't wouldn't really put on one track or like one album and, like listen to it all the way yeah. through it's more like we live in a very yes fast pace uh, What's it? Consumer. We're, we're just consuming like very quickly and throw them out. It's like right. consume this song, throw it out. But it, yeah. yeah, I mean, you notice that yeah, uh, it's, it's singles now. You don't really see very many LPs and like full albums. I still will listen to a full album once in a while, right? Because it's it's like in me, right? Uh, but but yeah, no. I feel a lot of time I, I stream just you know I just stream stuff and I don't have like. Yeah, it's true. 
Oh, actually, I, I remember once I was uh, I was just like in some store, and I thought this was really, I was really funny to hear. Like one of the shop, I, I was over, I overheard one of the shop assistants talking to one of you know their friends, and she was going like, like oh you know last night I was like just you know sitting, lying in bed like, and I was just like, I'll just stop right there. So, so basically. Uh, she was in the store, and she thought it was weird just listening to music and doing nothing. Yeah, she she was talking to her friend, and she was just saying, you know, oh, you know, and then she's laughing like, oh, how, how weird she was for doing that. And, and I was just thinking to myself, that's all I did when I grew up. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you know. That's sort that's of what music did. was supposed to be. Like yeah. if you put on an album, you like just listen to it, you kind of appreciate it. Yeah. Like now, music. It's almost like music has to be for something. Music has to be for, uh, like, I think artists literally they're creating their songs to fit TikTok. Like, okay, we we need to we need to create this sound so that it, people can do like a trendy dance to it, uh, so it can sell a product. Yeah. So, like, music is for something, but back pre-internet, we'll say it was for listening. Yeah, yeah. Just listening. Um, I mean now. Look, looking back, I'm just imagining myself lying down in bed, less listening to music. Maybe it does actually seem a little weird now, but anyway. Um, no, but what you said about um, making songs for TikTok is, is actually a fact because I forget who it was, but some some artist actually wrote, wrote was complaining about this, where her record company was telling her that you know, she had her, her track had to be, you know, she had to make this track that was made for TikTok, yeah. that would fit TikTok. Yeah. So it is happening. It's, 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 you know, it's crazy. But yeah, that's, it's almost art today. Even like I can talk about my experience with photography. The photography that I think is great, like legendary yeah. photography, it doesn't do well on the internet. Like, <laughs> yeah, if you want your photos to do well, it has to be like very consumable. Commer like oh, yeah. commercial type of photography, for example, like uh, has to have like colors and light, or like a, a hot girl, or like oh, yeah. that that gets likes and and shares. <laughs> Whereas, uh, so now most photographers who post on Instagram, they're taking photos for the sake of getting likes and getting views and getting oh, wow. attention. And I think that's the same in music. You're yeah. creating music for the sake of uh, it fitting TikTok, uh, fitting a trendy dance. Uh, selling a product, and uh, I think that's it's a real shame, and I think that's with a lot of things, even art. So, uh, just my journey as being a photographer, I was doing that at the start because I'm like, hey, like I want my work to be seen, yeah. so I'm going to shoot photos that get likes. Right. But um, as I've grown as a photographer, I'm like kind of unlearning all these things, and I'm going back to where I started, and I'm just being a photographer that just captures things in my life and my experience that like and I'm trying to just not focus on getting likes and I'm even even for my last post for example like I added some hashtags and I'm just thinking like I don't even want to add hashtags because um, I don't want to be influenced by the internet at all right. for my artwork I just want to create good work mm. and if it doesn't get likes and shares yeah. uh, then it shouldn't but it's it was a difficult thing to figure out because uh, when I was starting photography, I was like, okay, I want to make money from photography. Right. So then I need 
people to see my work and get out there. But how do I balance that with creating art? And now I create like say one account for like business making money or getting views and then I, I have my art separate so yeah. I don't know if that was the same with you yeah um so like I said when, when we start uh out in the during the early days of the internet like a lot of us as designers we actually um did our work for the company but we all actually had our own websites and that's how we sort of became uh internet famous within our, oh, within yeah. our okay, cool. so everyone had their own website everyone knew each other by from their own personal websites and um and we had like that, that's what i mean we had like very small tight-knit community everyone we all like knew each other from each company and is this even pre facebook meet, yeah, pre -social this is media? Pre, uh, yeah it was pre-facebook actually it's pre it was actually this is even before, uh, yeah, it was pre, like, uh, I think the first one was Friendster or something, and then there was MySpace. MySpace. It's all before all that. It was even before MySpace. So how did, did you have to, like, meet them, and then maybe they give you a card with a website? No, well, see, that's the thing. We, we obviously, we're all in the industry, so we, we know all the good, the good companies, and we all know, oh, this guy designed this site. So we all were looking at what we were all designing, right? And we had to all outdo each other and we're like or we we're like oh, i wish we would work for this there's always one company we all wish we worked for and then we all know the guys that designed for him but we but the thing is we all knew each other because we were all it's it very early and early yeah. and um so we didn't and a lot of times um we like there's some guys that we like i i knew we knew each other but we never we didn't meet like some guys actually knew of while i was working in new york and we always be like you know but i didn't actually even meet them until when i finally moved here and then and then they came here for some um uh ex, you know, um, convention you know like an award or a convention or something and i finally met them so um so yeah in that sense the community was very was very cool um and and um and we all, yeah. And the thing is, like, we all knew each other because of the work we did. And we, we all had, like, our personal sites. And then we all always were, like, wondering, like, waiting for um, for us to update or you know, see what okay, it's going to okay, look like and okay. what we did next. And we're trying to, you know, outdo each other. And some, some guy would come up with some really cool way to do something. And all of a sudden, the rest of us would be, you know. So it's very, the early days are very interesting. In, in, in the, in, during the, the internet design. I think uh, in today's world, um, everything's about like trends, yeah. like because the internet's fast paced, everything's updated. There's like a new music trend, there's a new design trend, there's a new photography trend. Yeah. So to get likes or whatever, you're gonna like, most of the time people are gonna hop onto these trends. But then at the end of the day, I think good like, High quality design that's not following trends is going to like last yeah. the long term. Was that the same? Yeah, I, I believe, yeah. So it's always, I believe, yeah, I believe after all, uh, thing. Yeah, trends won't last. I think trends won't last. So there's a lot of things that, that were like, we were like, you saw a lot of people you doing at the time, and then, but yeah, you knew that was only 
that wouldn't like last for a long time. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think for all creatives, it's, it's pretty much like that. Um, unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. Um, it just for, yeah, as I was saying, my personal art, like start of just taking photos for the sake of taking photos, just documenting my life, but then catching onto the internet, it's like, oh, I need my work to be seen, so I'm going right. to hop on these trends, but yeah. now I'm like coming back full circle to doing the same thing and trying not to be influenced by the internet and just trying to take like doing good work and I think probably the hardest thing to do in today's age as like a young creative person is not being influenced by the internet, not being influenced by trends and to just focus on creating good art and good design and good work. Yeah, I, I, you know, I've been, it must be, yeah, it must be so difficult now like that's why I, I i do feel very fortunate of, even though i had bad timing for me it was good timing you know so yeah yeah um Cause it's, it's it's the easiest time to get your work out there in a way yes but it's the hardest time i think to actually create work that's not influenced by trends yeah because trends are in your face all the time yeah Whereas I think probably your generation, it was the work that you were seeing was good, high quality stuff that was in a book, that was in a magazine. Yeah, so I, I that's and so I think that gets back to what what I mean now. Like when when I, when I said there were like all these levels before, now you see a lot of good stuff, you know. And and, and when you see a lot of good stuff, it's all good, but it's hard to separate like the really high quality and very yeah. and. and you know, even though there's the really still some really bad stuff, um, now everything is yeah because it's the trend. You're seeing the trendy stuff, yeah, and you don't yeah. you, you don't uh, sometimes you can't recognize like oh what's trendy or what's good yeah. as long because it's it's there. Nothing pops. It, it means yeah. So what it means is like nothing pops out. Not not as many things pop out to you anymore. Um, and if I talk about music wise, I remember there was a time where I'd be going through tracks. And then you hear tracks. Oh my God, this track is so, you know, it just is, you know, you know, you gotta have this track. It's so way ahead of all these other. And now when I'm searching for tracks, like, oh, this one's okay. This one's pretty nice. This one's okay. This is pretty good. But you don't hardly find those like ones that go yeah. like, oh my God, this track is like. Is there know. any? Is there any track recently that you've gone? Okay, this is like a really. Um, Maybe like a, like yeah, a I mean, something that's come out recently or an artist that yeah. you feel really sticks out for you. I think yeah. I mean, I, I, there's one I, I just thought, uh, but it, what's bad is I'm I'm a very I'm such bad with the uh, with the name. Oh the yeah, name, yeah. So um, I, I, I can't think of it now. Yeah. I, I I don't even know. I can't even think of who. Maybe I'll I'll link some down in the comments later. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. I'll go through and, <laughs> and have to actually have to go through and, and yeah. Find, yeah. Maybe we'll do like five so, modern tracks yeah. um, recommended by Drake. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's yeah. Okay. That's. But as as uh, a DJ yeah. in 2023, are you influenced by modern music and like stuff that's trending on TikTok? Because obviously you're playing in clubs, and yeah. I know from. Uh, doing some work shooting clubs in Australia it's all like 
the trendy stuff or the stuff that's already popular and everybody knows. Yeah. So are you being influenced by TikTok? Because <laughs> um, like as, yeah. a, as a DJ, you need to play to the crowd as well. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm probably the worst um, DJ to be influenced by it. I, I don't, I'm a little selfish. I still play for myself. I've all, I mean, it was more like that. And I think back then it was more like that, and and then and then you'd find your own people that knew what you liked, like what you played, and they would come and and see you. But it, you can't really; it's not like that anymore. So I'd say um, that what I what I do play is very; it's still um, maybe a lot of influence of of stuff that I listened to when I grew up. So it has. Like elements, maybe of still of that '90s type of mm-hmm, '90s mm-hmm. stuff, you know. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of '90s music and, that's still popular today, and, and like the, the even this like the trendiest yeah. stuff is the '90s well, stuff. Yeah, sometimes. see, so that's the thing. Whereas, um, like, I gotta say, I'm lucky because I feel like because of right now, there's not really this whole new. Like I said, there, there's not many new new stuff. The things are being recycled right now, and right now it seems like a lot of stuff that's being recycled is what I listen to. When yeah, I, it's when interesting. I play, the nineties so. was like, yeah, must have been crazy time because I think of the nineties as being one of the most influential eras in creativity. Just if I'm looking at magazines or yeah. I'm looking at listening to music, like so much of it's influenced from the nineties. Yeah, so, uh, I gotta. You know, I think I think maybe it was that something to do with the shift with the internet or I don't know. It probably was. It probably was. That's where like where fashion as well. Yeah. Where people were able to see, yeah, what exposure that, that that's it. People were able to see what other people were doing and get influenced by, you know, you know, it just was out there for everyone. Basically. So so it's probably a good thing for you because you can play what you love and also it's. Probably trending on TikTok too, yeah, so that, people that, probably yeah. know it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so you don't, um, uh, I guess, are you, you you're playing for yourself, but yeah. fortunately, like I also had a, a thing about how how uh, my my DJ career was, where I was here at one point, and this is the mainstream, and it was sort of an X, where like it. I, I was finally going up and finally I crossed and that, that okay. center part where I'm finally hitting where the, where the mainstream, well, not mainstream, well, the people actually sort of, um, I crossed over where we both were list, where we yeah. both were okay, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, so are you, yeah. are you influenced at all by like what's trending or? Uh, mm, no, you don't music really listen wise, to it. Yeah, music wise, I can't say I am actually. Okay. Uh, I, I. And you find that still works in the club? Like you're looking at, like obviously as a I, DJ, you're looking I, at I, how I, how's I, the crowd respond? You know what? I might, I might be, unconsciously maybe. You know, like I said, if I like it, I'll play it. You know, so I might like something that might be trending. Mm-hmm. But I also have this old, this mentality of. Of where if I actually hear something that I, even if I liked it a lot, and I was been playing. If I hear someone else play it or someone or play even like somewhere else that I 
then I, I, I might actually stop playing. Yeah, yeah, stop, stop playing, playing it. it. Yeah, because yeah. that, well, that's like I said is the thing about creativity. Well, as a creative, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, at the same time, as uh, I'm shooting what means something to me. Yeah. Um, I'm also, you know, if if I've seen that photograph before, I'm not gonna shoot yeah, it. Yeah. And just like when I go out and I do some street photography. Like, uh, yeah, if I've seen it all on my Instagram feed, I'm, I'm like, not going to shoot it because I do want to shoot. I want to create something new. Yeah, I think yeah. maybe as creators, we all always want to yeah, create something new. So, yeah. so I guess I'm still influenced by Instagram in that sense. Not that I'm following trends, but I'm not following the trends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's true. I think, uh, I think as a creative, you, you must have that in you somewhere, you know, you have to have something like that in you. Mm. Where you I don't know, there's a, there, I guess there's a fine line between being influenced by something and then copying and, and, and seeing something mm. that you don't want to do, right? So, Do you think you have to know. play songs that the crowd knows? Um, I know you have to, but I don't. <laughs> do, you, do you think you mix it in a way that, that so, people enjoy it? Yeah, like, so I. Because uh, I mean, if the crowd's like leaving, yeah, or so whatever. I'm, yeah, I mean, oh yeah, I'm notorious for, <laughs> for, for killing the floor. So, anyway, that's another. Um, I'm, I guess I have a trick where I will find tunes that will have an element of a song that's familiar. That, like, Just, and in. all they have to do is the, the, the actual song itself might be completely different but if they hear like a, a lyric or something well, like an ad lib and you just press yeah, it of a, a song that they recognize usually that's enough for them to, to to be happy sometimes you know so i will find like edits of, of stuff okay. where where like look okay I'll, I'll i'll put in some i don't know like a whatever song that's that i know that people will know and and uh, so yeah that's as far out as i'll go just but, speed but, it up <laughs> yeah yeah and, and 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 there's plenty of people out there making edits like that anyway you know you always find something that's that'll that'll have a really good track and then they'll have they'll just add like some element of, of a familiar song yeah and even before you were talking about how song music's recycled like a lot of the uh songs that are turning now it's almost like it sounds exactly the same as like an old song yeah, yeah. but it's just like got different different lyrics exactly well, yeah and that's uh works out for me so i mean i think i feel that's why oh okay I get, it. I get it i get it i can still play what i used to what i like and 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 the crowd you know it still works right so um okay like a great thing that happened maybe around the early 2000s was this whole electro scene, which was basically 80s stuff that I was listening to, but they decided, okay, we all want to hear that now, you know? So, so yeah, I mean, I benefited from all that, like, okay. you know? Um, um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, so it, it worked. Yeah, I, I think I like maybe I'm it was a good... I out. I lucked out. Yeah, it was like... Uh a good time then yeah it, yeah it works out now yeah. um and then uh so like current day are you 
full-time DJ, part-time DJ, or like still doing a bit of graphic design um, work, or like. Um, I would say, I'm just say like uh, I've always been part-time, uh, but uh, funnily enough, like the last couple months, um, it's I've been getting a lot of gigs. I think uh, more than before the whole before the uh, last three years, you know, just so. You blowing I'm up? Pretty much, almost. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think it's just, uh, yeah. I, it's weird. I have it's. It's for me. It's. It's weird. I, I get like, um, it's either uh, feast or famine. So like, I'll have uh, months where everyone wants to like just get me to play, and then 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 I'll have like a couple, which I don't mind at all. A couple months where I'm I'm just like not, not getting that, you know, uh, not really just maybe one or two a month. So you, you kind of prefer that freelance lifestyle rather than having a, like a full-time job, prefer, nine to five thing? I prefer thing? that a lot. Yeah, I prefer, I, I've been um, fortunate enough to be able to, to, to live that way since, since, um, uh, since I guess, uh, the end of the, the internet times, you know, so um, I got used to, to having that free, that free, like, uh, free, you know, that um, how do I say like uh, not pre but you know flex that flexibility, mm -hmm. yeah, flexibility. and um, is that why you didn't you stop pursuing graphic design as like a full time job yeah. and like when when was that was that so um, basically when it got to the point where nerds where uh, internet design was becoming how do I say like uh, it, well one one thing was I was getting a bit tired of, of, of like this you know having the design for the client which I know as a creative it gets a bit tiring uh, second I think it was um, after a while you know it, it, the design became quite saturated like it wasn't really like the you could charge as much anymore and, and, yeah. and stuff like that you know and, did it become you, know, you like, can basically do it by yourself so now it's artificial intelligence you just yeah, type yeah. in a prompt and, well yeah it, the whole industry changed before it was us designing for you then they decided to make it where they design a, a, a site that will design for you for you right and then now it's like ai this type yeah so yeah the whole thing it changed anyway so and did you find like you just enjoyed like DJing more than is yeah. that like it made you happier? Yeah, yeah, always was. I mean, I think, I mean, I think that's um, I, I, music was always my my first love anyway. So, um, so even when I was working and I was like DJing part time stuff, yeah, I I think it it was inevitable where I I just end up just DJing. Doing, doing what you love so yeah are you like glad you kind of made that choice to just do djing and now you kind of dj i don't know you're doing it every day or a few times a week or uh and, like yeah, mixing i i do like uh, uh um, the last couple months uh, pretty much weekly like i you know i have like a night um yeah maybe uh maybe twice a week twice a okay. week but, I mean, before, I mean, even when I just did it twice a month, uh, this was fine with me as well, you know. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, yeah. And then tell us about uh, Cock and Flap, uh, which was, I think you, you were, 
um, yeah, you're on the lineup for Coffin Flap 2023. Yeah. And uh, for those who don't know, Coffin Flap's yeah, one of the biggest music yeah. festivals in Hong Kong and uh, one of the biggest in Asia, I believe. Um, so was that like, yeah, what was that like playing, playing that? Um, it's always a, a huge, uh, a huge rush to, to play. I've, I always felt very fortunate that I was, you know, uh, given an opportunity to be able to. How, how did play. you get the opportunity? Well, um, yeah, Hong Kong is a small place. I, 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 you know, I actually worked with uh, one of the guys that, that started it in our early days. So we, we have friends and, uh, no, um, uh, and, um, yeah, so I was there uh, playing with, with them um, when they actually started, like, I think the first one was really just like a club night, you know, and, yeah. and, and I was, yeah, and, and we were, you know, I was friends with them, so they, um, and then when they they started growing it as a, as, as a festival, I was, you know, always, yeah, we were always there, uh, me and my uh, mates. We, 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 is it the uh, first time you played it, or mm-hmm. is it the first time you played Pop and Pop? Um, yeah, um, so, yeah, uh, it was bas- uh, basically whatever, um, like even before they, before it was what it is now, yeah, I, 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 I played with them, so, yeah, but I think that, rough, um, do, do you prefer festivals or clubs or, um, do you just prefer mixing in your, in your room or like what? <laughs> I have to say, like, um, I I could say, like, I think some people prefer like yeah, small venues. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, because you can I, play I, what you want almost yeah. more. But I'm not like that big where I can say like, oh, I prefer the small club. No, I I, I really that that really that rush I got playing uh, out for coffee club is the yeah. I I I'll, I'll, I'll think that is something that I feel like. Um, it's, it's just such it's a great feeling like uh you know with all these yeah, crowd, yeah. and something that you know you drink like when, when you're younger you know you want to be if you wanted to be a rock star whatever you know it's it was literally the closest feeling to that okay you know, that you can get was it one of the biggest crowds you played um yeah not this year uh, but like maybe the 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 years before like um especially one year i think it was like the um, one year was just really great. Like, um, um, I think there, um, I think the ones that were, yeah, the ones that happened like before this last one, it's just, um, I think the first time we actually got like a, a big response, it, it was really like a great feeling. Like, that, that rush, that rush like lasted us like for a few days. Actually. Oh, well, cool, yeah, yeah. And then uh, in Hong Kong specifically, what's what's the club scene here? Is there a, like a type of music that people who go into the club enjoy more? Maybe like electronic, or is it? Uh, because I know in Perth, for example, yeah, pretty much we just play the most popular club bangers yeah. uh, and mixing in with a few like TikTok songs. And then we have, I think we do have niche niche clubs which yeah. is more um maybe drum and bass we have drum and bass events yeah um we have kind of more house techno right 
vibes. And then um, there is all now there's like the most niche events that I've been to. It's mm. it might be influenced by the whole sped up TikTok thing, but it's almost <laughs> like uh, it's almost it's well, my friend and I because I'm 26, yeah. and then maybe it's more like for say 18. 19 year old events but when we go we, we think it's kind of like terrible music yeah, yeah. but like the 18 19 year olds like like it's like sped up like sounds like trash to me <laughs> but it's almost like a mix of uh popular songs with uh, it's, it's actually there's a word for it. it's called like cunty music it, that's what they define as which is like in australia yeah it's a square word, but also yeah. it also means your friend. It, it, I think they mean it. It's like just super wild out there okay, music. Right. So yeah, what, what's the scene like in in Hong Kong? Is it similar? Or? Yeah, I'd say it's it's similar. I, I think I guess it's, it's it must be like that everywhere. But Hong Kong more so that um, you'll get the bigger clubs will play more familiar music. So. Yeah. Um, there's basically they have the what um, they have some clubs that will go full on like EDM and stuff and they seem to do pretty well you know um, and then there are other clubs that that are, that are still mainstream they won't go on EDM but it's, you still got to play like um, familiar type yeah. of music yeah. uh, and. And then there is the underground scene. Um, I think it's actually growing, but because yeah, we were, we were saying before that there's a lot of older generation here. That, like I think young, a lot of the young people are kind of moving out of Hong Kong. Um, so has that influenced the scene here? Um, yeah. So what's funny about Hong Kong is that yeah, I think the city you'll see still like you go to a club and you'll still see like more uh, you know older people yeah. still going out yeah. and uh i think the clubs that that those will be the ones that are like um maybe um have they'll play still more you know mainstream type mm -hmm. music okay so lastly um maybe for some listeners who want to come to hong kong and check out like the club scene where do you recommend because I, I think Maybe there'll be certain clubs with yeah. different types of music. So yeah. Um. So I would say, if you'd want to listen to more, I guess um, it's hard to say underground, but I guess yeah, more you know, uh, less less mainstream, less commercial. Um, there you, you would go to a club called Oma, which is a small club. It's actually in a space where I start playing in Hong Kong. Um, it's a different management now, but it's still got the same vibe. So uh, Oma, um, and they have different nights with uh, different DJs. Uh, a lot of them um, maybe, you know, starting starting up or, or a lot of them like not, not in that, in, 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 not in the, the DJ circuit uh, with the, the bigger clubs. So, you know they have that freedom of playing what they want um so yeah that's a good place to go um there's another um club called min that's also pretty good for um 
I guess the non-mainstream music. Um, they have their, you know, their DJs that go there and they have like um, nights every week. Um, a good club, a mainstay club here is uh, a, a Dragon Eye, which is um, right now uh, they have a they have basically two rooms. They actually have a, a smaller room now, which which will play more like maybe house music um and then they they have like the main room which is is, is uh, i would say a bit more mainstream uh, and hip-hop um and then there is a club called Fay, which is also pretty good they they also have a rooftop oh that sounds cool. yeah which will play like um, in hong kong that'll be pretty cool views yeah a really good view really good view um and the music on the roof is you know, uh, it varies from you know maybe house to to you know hip hop or cool. and then um, I think usually after twelve or one you uh, they move everyone downstairs to and they have a, a more of a club a club side and that will be sometimes the uh, tech house to tech house to a bit mainstream yeah yeah. Um, and there's uh, a club called Casio, which is also pretty good. Music-wise, actually, it's not a bad place to go. Um, it's more like house, you know, more of a house vibe, actually. Less less mainstream, um, not, but not also not too underground either. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's a very, yeah, it's a good vibe there. And uh, I guess these are places where the locals are mostly going? So these... So these are actually more like uh, where it, I would say more like um, a little bit of a mixed crowd, mixed crowd, um, not as local actually, um, more, more, a lot more overseas, few, uh, a bit local and, and yeah. I mean, because yeah, I found Hong Kong is quite an international city, yeah. so yeah. So you maybe, yeah, they get influences from different sounds all over. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'd say there's areas you can go with a lot of like uh clubs within the, there's an area called Lang Patong actually and you'll you'll see um if you go there you'll see like a lot of uh clubs there and they all vary they all vary from you know a bit you know from mainstream to some that actually will go um a bit EDM actually yep. yeah okay. yeah yeah um yeah uh, um What's hap also what's happening now is that a lot of there's a lot of um, uh, nights out. People are actually, uh, some DJs are, are actually uh, doing their own nights and they'll find their own venues. Mm -hmm. So they have monthly, so they have monthly parties and, and they will they will just change the venue. Um, and uh, a lot of and that's happening. So where where's the the Dreyfus night? <laughs> I play around, you know. Um, so I, I play right now. I play uh, very uh, uh, you know different places. I actually do the the rooftop at Faye. Oh, cool! You know, Are you doing that uh, this this week? Yeah, I'm actually. Yeah, if you're free, I'm I'm there tonight. Actually. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm so, down. All right, good. <laughs> and then um, so I, I yeah I have that, and then um, and I'm starting to I'm gonna start playing at at the um this the the private room in in, in Dragon Eye. Uh, okay. It's called Mr. Cameron, which is a really it's a it's a cool little uh, little room that's that's uh, connected to to the to the club. Cool. Yeah, 
and I'm starting to do that, um, I think, next Saturday. Uh, um, we'll see how long that goes. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, what's on the horizon for you? Do you plan to, like, uh, kind of grow your DJ brand and maybe play some international festivals, or are you more so you just kind of enjoying um, being based here in Hong Kong and uh, playing like local sort of niche shows? Yeah, um, I'm always open to you know anything, but um, I, I think I'm I'm pretty comfortable uh, right now. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm I'm pretty comfortable. I, I'm, I you know I I um, You're just playing what you love and I just enjoy. yeah I just play here. I'm not you know I'm, I'm past that ambitious thing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, of course, you know, if I'm traveling and then if, if someone um, happens to be in that city and they want me to play somewhere, then yeah, yeah, of course I'll do that. Cool. It's, it's much easier now because I just have my USB, you just carry your USB everywhere yeah. you go. You don't have to carry your vinyl. Yeah, you don't even have to do, yeah, so it's way easier to do that. Cool. Sherifus, yeah. uh, thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast. Yeah, just super interesting talking to you and getting to know, like, uh, you know, from the 90s up until now in the, yeah. in the, in the DJ music scene and the, in the design scene. Like, uh, yeah, but thanks so much for coming yeah, on. I, I mean, I hope it didn't go off too many tangents. No, whatever, it, was, it was but, good. You know, yeah, it was great talking to you, man. Cool. Um, where can people maybe find you if they want to contact you? Or um, hey, maybe maybe some Perth events want to book you, fly you over to Australia. <laughs> yeah, I'm always up for that. Um, uh, you can pretty much uh, find me on my IG, I have an Instagram page. It's 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 very easy to find me actually anywhere. Um, if you just type in Dreyfus, D-R-A-F-U-S, uh, uh, you'll see that, um, uh, you'll, you'll find my Facebook, you'll find my IG, Twitter. Cool. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll link you down below. Uh, thanks again. All right, great, man.